Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rivers Church Podcast. We see a church full of passionate people who reach the unchurched with the gospel of Jesus. Our heart is to equip people to love, live, and lead in God's kingdom. We hope you enjoy today's message and pray that it encourages you to be all that God has destined you to be. If you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us and check us out on our website at riverschurch.co. That's riverschurch.co. Well, hey, I'm just going to take a few moments, and I'm going to share about the story of the Magi coming into this Christmas story. Would you stand for the reading of the word here this morning? We're going to go to Matthew chapter 2. This is what Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 says. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, They saw the child was with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, of incense, and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Such a cool part of the Christmas story. Just want to take a few moments here and just talk about that story there. Why don't you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for today and just a fun day where we can just laugh and and enjoy life and family and kids and most of all, enjoy you, enjoy your presence and enjoy your joy. Lord, we just uh, are thankful that you came to bring good news to the world as the angel proclaimed and that good news was good news of joy. And so Lord, I pray that you'd flood our hearts with joy. And over these next few moments, Lord, I just pray that you would increase our faith, increase our faith in who you are and our desire to follow you and to put you first in our life, in every area of our life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? Now, if you've ever seen any other Christmas productions, you typically will see, you know, Mary and Joseph, they're in this barn and they're super happy, you know, babies, Jesus is there and the shepherds come in and the animals are there. And then eventually the three wise men come in, right? That's what we call them, the three wise men. And And so when we do that as a part of the nativity story around Christmas, the truth is the timeline's not exactly accurate because the three wise men or the magi that we just read about would have come months later. But you kind of get the 
the, the reasoning behind it, like the, the Magi coming to see Jesus is so significant in relation to his birth. It's like we got to kind of include it in this Christmas play and production because it's a big deal. So you can kind of get why they do it. It's, it's interesting that when God entered the world, it got the attention, not just of, of a few people in Bethlehem, but it got the attention really of the world. And even so much so that some special officials, magi from the East traveled hundreds of miles because they knew Jesus was born. And so as you think about this story, it brings up so many questions. Like, how did they know? Like, what brought them there? Who were these? I were actually uh, men from probably the Babylonian Empire. There was probably more than three of them too, by the way. But, you know, we always say the three wise men. And the reason we say three wise men is because of the three gifts, you know, gold, incense, and myrrh. But there was probably an entourage of them. That's why all of Jerusalem knew about this. And if you're going to travel for hundreds and hundreds of miles, you're going to want a whole group of you, not just three dudes. But we typically say three just because of the three gifts. Came from the east, uh, had connections to the Babylonian Empire, and uh, they were some high-ranking officials, very educated men who understood the stars and studied the stars. And uh, in fact, history tells us that there was a school of magi in the far east who understood how to explain the natural order of things and the, and the stars and lots of things in regards to what we would call science. They were basically proto-scientists to today, but they could understand all the stuff and explain it to people. And that's probably where these magi come. Some Theologians and historians think there's connections to Daniel when Daniel was exiled there in, in Babylon and had trained them in a lot of these things. And so there's likely even a connection there, but nonetheless, they'd come from, from that area. So that's who these Magi were. They arrived in Jerusalem because all they know is we need to go to Israel. And so they naturally go to the capital of Israel. They go to Jerusalem. And they tell people that this is why we're here. We have come to see the king. Verse two told us that. Because they said, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And what's ironic about this moment right here is that they are standing before King Herod, and they're saying, hey, king, we've heard a king was born. That's why King Herod's disturbed. He's like, uh, wait a second. Like, I don't know anything about any kings being born here. I am the only king that matters in these parts. Like this guy was stuck on himself. He killed his family, his children, because he didn't want anybody to usurp his power. And so that's why he's disturbed. He's like, uh, I don't know anything about any other kings. Why is this huge entourage of men traveling to our country here? As he gathers all the religious people. Oh yeah, it's Bethlehem, sends them on their way. And the next question that I, comes to my mind as I think about this story is, how did the Magi know that Jesus was born? You know, and the text tells us we saw his star. But like, what's the significance of that? They saw a star in the sky, so they got on their camels and they traveled hundreds of miles through the desert to come to the nation of Israel to find some king that was born. So they said, we saw the star. And so what they were saying to King and to, to, to King Herod and to Jerusalem was, the stars have spoken and they have told us a king has been born in Israel. That is why we have arrived. Which again, is like, how's this even possible? What was the star that they saw? And if it's that significant, do we have any evidence in history about a star like this? You'd think we would, right? If something was so profound, it caused a bunch of guys to travel hundreds of miles to come and worship a king, you'd think that there's gotta be something more than 
then God supernaturally, you know, some people will say God supernaturally caused a star to appear above Bethlehem. And that's definitely possible. God could do that. Some people think the early church made this whole story up to make this birth of Jesus feel way more significant. Um, But could there have been some other possible signs in the heavens that actually indicate that God was in fact declaring something to the world? Did you know that you can actually buy software today? Put on your computer, and once you learn how to use it, you can look at from any given point on planet Earth, you can look at where the position of the stars are and the trajectory of the stars at any given date in history. It's really cool for people who love to study stars and gazing at stars, understand all the constellations and the motions and all that kind of stuff. And so you go back in history and you can look at beginning in 3 BC in August, and uh, this, this nine-month period all the way up to 2 BC uh, of June, there was a convergence in the sky, in the heavens that took place between the constellation of Leo the Lion, uh, Jupiter, Venus, and this star that was called Regulus. Okay, back then, you know, obviously we know Jupiter and Venus are, are, are planets, but they saw them all as stars. And so these guys in the East, they would have looked at this. They watched this. They recognized this is extremely rare. We, they had never seen anything like up to this point in history, it would have been the brightest star ever as you saw the convergence of all these things take place. And so to them studying this, looking at all this, they know that there's something different about this. And to these people in Babylon, the lion represented Israel. Jupiter represented fatherhood or, or, or kingship. Venus represented motherhood, so the father and mother coming together. Regulus represented royalty. So these guys are looking at the, at the stars, and they are interpreting this, and they're saying, a king is being born in Israel right now. And they got on their camels, and they traveled all the way. Why? Because they wanted to worship this king. This is amazing when you put this together. The psalmist declared this in Psalm 19. He says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. When you begin to study even the stars in moments like this, you begin to agree with the psalmist there. The heavens declare the glory of God. You know what's interesting is a week from tomorrow, December 21st, the star of Bethlehem or the Bethlehem star is going to appear in the night sky. And it's going to be the convergence of, of Jupiter again, but not Venus. That Jupiter and Saturn are actually con, are called nowadays the, the star of Bethlehem because, the, because it happens every once in a while and they come together and it, it looks like one star, so it's very bright. And so it's become known as the star of Bethlehem. And that's coming out a week from tomorrow in just about 30 minutes after, uh, after sunset. You can look to the southeast and you'll be able to see the, the convergence of, of that star of Bethlehem this year. That's kind of interesting, kind of fascinating. And some of you might say, well, of course, it's 2020, right? Like what else is crazy is going to right? It's probably like Jesus is probably coming back next week, right? Like wouldn't that be just Jesus? Like, okay, I just trying to get y'all ready. Here I come. Okay. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. Let me be clear. <laughs> but we do know he could come back at any time and we need to be ready friends. It's important that we're ready. Just like he came before he is coming again. It's important that you and I are, are, are ready. If this, it's just interesting to think about this whole story of the Magi seeing the stars coming together and traveling. If this stuff interests you, by the way, I highly recommend this short film called The Star of Bethlehem. 
It's a film that Amy and I bought years ago. We have it on DVD. We watched it again this week. We watch it every few Christmases. It's so good. In fact, I found it even on YouTube now. It's been posted on YouTube. I'll, I'll try and post the link on our Facebook page today. It's like a 50, about an hour long film documentary about the stars and how this guy can show you the stars. I'm telling you, it will blow your mind when you see what took place in the sky when Jesus was born and what took place in the sky when Jesus died on the cross. It's powerful, guys. I'm telling you, the stars aren't meant to guide us in life, but they are a sign. This is why the psalmist would say the heavens declare the glory of God. And so I'd highly recommend that, that documentary. It's really, really cool. But what does all this mean? What's all this mean? This all means this. What do we learn from the story of the Magi? I think the first thing we learn is that this event of God entering earth as a human being was so significant, it didn't just capture the attention of a few people. It actually captured the attention of a lot of people around the world. Though a lot of people in Jerusalem and Israel, they missed it. The Roman Empire actually noticed this. They thought the star was about them which makes sense for the Roman Empire, okay? They thought, you know, they were gods and they were, in, they were large and in charge forever. They actually put a star from that star on their coins with Caesar. And that could have been another one of the things that really tipped these magi, like we've got to go and figure out what's going on with all of this. And so it's amazing how the world would see what's even going on. And God entering the world as a human caught the attention, not just of Jews, but of lots of people showing that I'm here not just for the Jewish nation, I'm here for everybody on planet Earth. But the other thing that I think we can learn and take away from this story of the Magi coming to Jesus is that we see the divine wisdom of God on full display. Think about this, guys. When God spoke the universe into existence, when he created everything just by his words, he you know, created animals and plants and life and, you know, and light and all that and put the, the, the stars and the galaxies in place and set it in motion. He put it all in motion knowing the exact moment that he would enter earth as a human. Also knowing the exact moment that he would give his life on the cross for you and I, that is the divine wisdom and the power of God. When you see those things and those signs take place, you, you got to at least consider there might be a God because can this really be coincidence? These things point to the fact that God is all powerful and all knowing and also shows you and I that no matter what we go through in life, we can trust him. God knows your past. He knows your present and he knows your future. Just like he knows he set everything in motion. He knew you be before you were born, the Bible tells us. He knows your hopes and dreams. He knows your fears. He knows your struggles. He knows everything about you. And I want to encourage you this Christmas season to trust the divine wisdom and power of God. And let's you and I have the same posture that the Magi did. Let's, let's have this posture of worship. That's why they came, to worship the King. We're gonna make Jesus this season our king and we're gonna worship him. And I want you to know, no matter what you're going through this season, no matter what you're facing, God has the power to meet your need. This story tells us that. And so as we sing this last song here together, we're gonna to declare God coming to earth, this really powerful song. But if you need prayer for anything, we're gonna invite you up to, to the front. We would love to pray with you because we believe God 
can and will meet your need, whatever it is. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe there's some stress, some stuff going on. Come on, let's, let's go to God in these last few moments, knowing that he's all-powerful and we can't trust him. Would you stand to your feet? I'm gonna pray and then just gonna release the, the worship team to lead us in this. And we're just gonna worship the king. But also, again, if you need prayer, come on down to the front. We've got some people that would love to pray with you. Maybe you're ready to say yes to Jesus. Maybe it's your day. You wanna put your trust in Jesus, commit to following him. Come on down. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to help you with that as well. Would you join me in prayer? God, when we read stories and look at all the even details, when you research this behind it, man, our hearts just go, wow. God, you are amazing. The heavens truly do declare your glory and your power. And God, we want to also, in this moment, declare your power and your glory in our lives, in our hearts, that we come to you right now with hearts, lives, recognizing we need you. We need you, Jesus. We need you as our savior. We need you as our king as well. We worship you over these next few moments. God, I'm just inviting your spirit the power of your spirit over these next few moments just to move, to reveal yourself what I'm praying for, for you to restore hope as people begin to sense again they can trust you. Lord, I'm praying for you to move in, in healing power. Lord, would you heal people physically over these next few moments, Lord Jesus. Lord, I'm praying for those that are discouraged, you're gonna breathe life and encouragement and strength into them over these next few moments. Lord, would you receive from God these next few moments? Let's go to him. Let's worship. If you need prayer, come on down the front. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message at Rivers Church. We'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. To learn more about what's going on in the life of our church community, check us out at riverschurch.co. I pray that this week you would walk in the power and the presence of God. Thanks for joining us.